Tim, my brother, we are back talking podcasts. My dude, always a pleasure to do so with you. Tim, are we living in a simulation? Yes or no? <laughs> I'm going to say no. <laughs> All right. So the reason I'm asking you that, you and I are going to be reacting to a recent episode of Armchair Expert, which is uh, hosted, created, founded by Dak Shepard. Dax is an actor, writer. Um, I most knew him in his role in, was it Parenthood? The, the series Parenthood, which I loved with my wife. It was awesome. But I'm blanking on the name. Am I recalling that right? Was that the name of the series? That is a series that was pretty popular. I, um, this might be the hipster in, in me. <laughs> um, I, I know uh, Dax Shepard, he, he came on late on a show that we watched, The Ranch on Netflix oh, with yeah. Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. And- um, Danny Masterson, I think, was the guy from that '70s show. Yes, I'm and, with you. Uh, there was a a bunch of people from that '70s show. I, I guess they got together with Netflix and made this show, The Ranch, um, that took place in Colorado on a ranch. And um, I think Danny Masterson had some, um, let's say, legal issues. Okay, we'll call it in the in the Me Too yep. realm. All right, and. Um, he got booted off the show and Dak Shepard came in and he didn't exactly play the same character, but he was a cousin of Ashton Kushner as opposed to the brother. And he kind of like filled in that role. And uh, that was a show. That's a guilty pleasure show, man, for everyone out there listening. The Ranch. Um, it's a half hour. It's light. It's uh, it, it, it goes down smooth. It takes a little bit to get used to. But I, I stand by it, man. Tim, that's a real value add you just brought to this episode, by the way. It's a great <laughs> nugget you just dropped out there for the folks. So, dude, armchair – by the way, did you want to add something real quick? Yeah, so uh, so that that's my um, uh, knowledge of Dax Shepard. I, I know he's been – like even before that, wasn't he like with the, like the Jackass dudes or MTV in some capacity? I think what you're recalling is he was part of one of the the prank series, and one of the more famous pranks is they got Justin Timberlake to believe that his car got towed or something like that, and it kind of got ugly and heated. So he, he, I think that was one of his first big breaks too, was to sort of be like the the host master of one of the big prank shows, and maybe that was an Ashton Kutcher production, possibly Punks. on MTV. It was a yeah, punk or something like, like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, something like, so he's had a good story career, but I think he's really found his sweet spot and his true calling, which is this podcast, Armchair Expert. And Dax and his co-host Monica will bring on celebrities and, and captains of industry and real heavy hitters. And they talk about the struggles and pitfalls in life. They talk about challenges, the on the road to success. And, and it's a real um, heartfelt show. It's inspirational, but there's a lot of vulnerability, especially on the end of Dax. He really lets it all hang out there with the struggles he's had with addiction and his recovery and sobriety. One of the best episodes I ever heard was he came on and it was just him and Monica, no guests at all. And he talked about how he had been uh, under a relapse for well over a year and had been fooling everyone, even Monica, his wife, and he just came clean about the entirety of it. And it was such a heartfelt, raw, emotional episode. And I give him, pardon me, I give him such credit for just putting it all out there like that. It was just so, go go check that out. It was great stuff. So really, if anyone likes 
Tim Ferriss, Brene Brown, that kind of stuff, that this is really going to be in your wheelhouse then. But every now and then they do a special sort of sub-series where they just kind of lighten it up and they have fun looking at conspiracies. And it's the armchair and dangerous sub-series. So what you and I are going to react to is they did a recent episode about the simulation theory. And they had a guest, David Farrier, who's a New Zealand filmmaker, journalist, documentarian. He came on to join them. So let's do this, Tim. Let me play a clip for us here to kind of set up what they're talking about with the simulation theory, what the simulation theory is all about. And then you and I will kind of peel the proverbial onion. So let's let's take a listen here to a clip from the show. The reason simulation theory kicked off in such a big way again recently was this guy called Nick Bolstrom, who, like Plato, is a philosopher, but he's at Oxford. He's probably not quite as smart as Plato was. He's head of this thing called the Future of Humanity Institute. Oh. Yeah. Which is a pretty cool thing to be in charge of. Yeah. yeah. But he, he created it, though. Let's just add that. He created it. It yeah, was yeah, his yeah, thing. Yeah. So Nick Bostrom came up with this whole argument around simulation theory. And his whole thing, he posited like a few different points. One of them is that to simulate a simulation that we're going to be in, humans have to reach a point of evolution where we're just so far advanced and our computers are so amazing that we can create a computer that has like little sims in it, which are us, that are fully conscious and aware. And that's how we would reach the situation of simulation theory being real. You'd have to be, the human race would have to evolve to such a point that they're able to do that. All right. So there's a lot more to the theory that we can get into, but I want to do one other thing as well, Tim, just to set up the premise of the simulation theory. And then we'll talk about the conversation these guys had around it. This is not just quackery. There are real legitimate people who give credence to this theory, Neil deGrasse Tyson being one of them. So let me just, and for, I'm sure most people know him. He is a rock star celebrity um, scientist. Did you want to throw a note in there real quick? So yeah, to add and expand on that just small, small point you're making here. I, I don't yeah. know if too many people know this about me. Um, because I, you know, I don't like to talk about myself too often, but I do have a minor, <laughs> minor degree in philosophy, uh, there, there, Michael. And, um, I mean, this concept of simulation theory is really nothing new. I, I know the clip we heard, he mentioned Plato and the allegory of the clip cave, but really this simulation theory is really a branch of existentialism, right? Um, uh, essentially it's, you know, the study of mere existence, which has been going on in philosophy, you know, for millenniums. So like I said, it's not just this crazy concept. I guess today people think of the matrix where you're plugged in, uh, virtual reality, that sort of thing. And, oh my God, are we living in a simulation? But really it's, it goes deeper than that. Just the, do we even exist? Uh, which is existentialism, which is a major, major facet of philosophy. It's a legitimate course of study. So uh, I just wanted to bring that to the table, man. No, I love that. And by the way, Tim, you're just dropping value left and right during this episode. So that's a beautiful <laughs> thing. And But it also, it weaves into, and this is going to get way above my pay grade, but into even quantum physics and all that kind of stuff, when you start talking about, well, what is the universe? What is space time? Is, is, are we a hologram projection? Like you start getting into all sorts of 
weird areas where, yeah, it's philosophy, but it's also science too. So let, let me just read real quick because it kind of goes along what you were saying. So this is um, Neil deGrasse Tyson. So, okay. All uh, right. Um, well, actually, first off, Elon Musk says there's a one in a billion chance that we are living in a base reality, what we would call the real world. So his argument is just the mathematical probability. It's more likely that we are in a simulation. You can Google Elon Musk simulation, and there's all sorts of videos talking about it. So back to Neil deGrasse Tyson, he says, you could simulate every possible thing that could occur, including the neurosynaptic firings and the characters that you create. So in that sense, what does it stop you from thinking that the characters you created are themselves real? Now, if you have created this world and the world is built into it, a kind of pseudo free will, maybe those characters will say, I want to recreate a simulation. So they create simulations within the simulations. Step back from and ask how many total simulations are out there? How many total worlds are out there? There is one real world and everything else is a simulation. Which are you more likely to be in? And again, he brings it back to almost a mathematical probability thing. And that's where Nick Bostrom, the philosopher, hangs his hat on as well. He was on Rogan and did an episode of Rogan. I thought Rogan was a little kind of confrontational with him. It was kind of an odd dyna dynamic between those two. But again, it, it fell back more to the mathematical probability that uh, it, you know civilization does advance far enough to where we are in a simulation. Now, look. All of this is kind of wackadoo and out there. I get it. I will always just fall back on the stances. No one's going to ever know. We don't know. And to have any kind of definitive stance that you do know what this is all about, like, no, there's no way you can. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's quackery and highfalutin concept at all. I, I think it's basic, man. I I, I think this, you know, the age old question is, where do we come from? What what is our purpose? I mean, these these are fundamental questions of life. And simulation theory, I think, is just, you know, just adding layers of complexity to just these fundamental questions. And take it to the episode, um, Dak Shepard and the guy from New Zealand. David we're, we're talking. Yep. Yeah. Um, we're talking about some of the arguments why um, simulation theory gives credence. And one of it was, you know, and, and we talked about this in some other podcasts, by the way, about aliens. Um, there was that podcast about the end of the world. Oh, yeah. Josh Clark. Yeah. Great podcast. Yeah. Josh Clark, where one of the episodes was like the human race evolves past like their carbon based bodies where we transplant our consciousness into like some mainframe computer. Yeah. Uh, like the Borg of Star Trek. But what I wanted, my point was that the argument is there's billions and trillions of solar systems out there. And the probability that we're the only living species seems very bizarre that, that there's not alien life forms out there. And then the fact that there are no other life in the universe, you know, maybe gives credibility to the theory that we are in a simulation that someone's like imposing this on that on us. But so I, I take both those concepts. You, you have like atheists saying, well, hey, there's no proof that God exists, that we're just, you know, random, um, chaotic carbon matter that just happened to be able to create life. I mean, I, I think both those concepts are contradictory that, you know, 
I, I think really what you could be arguing for is the existence of a, of a higher life form, like a, a God-like figure. Um, yeah, no, I'm with you on that. And, and back to the episode itself, the discussion between these guys and armchair expert, I thought Dax brought an interesting point up, which is your inclination to be um, more on board with the possibility of simulation theory might have a little bit to do with sort of your privilege and standing in the world. And his point was, if you're on welfare and your kid is addicted to opiates, you're not sitting there saying, man, this is the simulation theory. Like, look how great it is. But if you're Elon Musk and you're creating rocket ships and powered electric cars, your life is so out there, you can only think that it's the simulation. And what kind of credence do you give that to theory that depending on what you have going on in life, you might be more inclined to, to, to buy into something like this? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it again boils down to purpose and, you know, maybe, you know, having some sort of spirituality and religious, you know, and I use that term loosely, um, is is an important thing to have in your life. Maybe it's necessary. Maybe it's even like scientific um, that mankind and, and the human race needs to have some, you know, these, uh, metaphysical aspect to their consciousness to even just to deal with, with, with reality. Uh, I don't know if I'm making sense, but no, you are. I, I think I mean, the fact that that someone that of high privilege, uh, that has a great life, uh, is, you know, has the time to think, Hey, I might be in a simulation, like to, to think about the purpose of their life where someone that's struggling, that's really, you know, facing the hard realities of life. It, you know, that doesn't think that I, I think it kind of all speaks to, to that. Yeah, that that's interesting, Tim. And, and if anyone you can go down some major rabbit holes on YouTube with simulation theory, there's a ton of really interesting content on there. And Rogan has talked about the simulation theory a ton. And he had an interesting take in one of his discussions of simulation theory. And it was basically, well, if it is a simulation we're living in, his thought was it's kind of a, a benevolent sort of loving simulation that we're in. And if you lean into sort of the laws and rules of nature that seem to be governing this simulation, you can kind of propel yourself in life. So if you treat people the right way, if you're loving to people, you take care of people, you're kind, if you work hard, if you work on developing yourself, that with these kind of values, you can sort of propel yourself through the simulation. And he almost took a stance like, hey, you don't have to go overboard and, you know, believing in what the mechanism is. But if you just lean into a little bit of kind of the, the rules of it and you have fun with it, it might be um, kind of a lighthearted way to approach life. Right. I think it's almost like uh, your outlook or like a subjective take. Like if we are in a simulation, do do we have free will? Do, can I choose to go upstairs or can I choose to go downstairs or is it predetermined? Is it preloaded in my brain? Um, but, you know, you're conscious, you think that you're making that choice. So who's to say, you know, if, if if you perceive it as you making that choice, even though in reality you're not making the choice, what's the difference at, at the end of the day? Uh, I, you know, 
uh, in sales or in, in, in work, you know, I, I've said a lot, perception is reality. So like if your customer perceives you to have a bad product, you have a bad product, whether that's, that's right or not. So maybe perception is reality. Yeah. Wow. Mind blown with that one, Tim. (laughs) (laughs) So back, back to the episode here. So armchair expert, by the way, I I think is a brilliant podcast. Again, I talked about the armchair and dangerous sort of sub series within their uh, entire show is a little more lighthearted. Look, they take a break from the usual stuff. So if people really want to get deep on the simulation, this is more of kind of a lighthearted, fun look at it. There's a lot of laughs that that um, Monica and Dax and David Farrier share around the concept. They they definitely take it serious at times, but it's definitely more of like a more of a lighthearted look. There's a lot of content to be had on the simulation theory, a lot of it with more of like a scientific bent, deep philosophical bent, like you talked about, Tim, and there's just a ton of stuff to get on there. I would suggest to anyone listening to us, um, if you're looking to have a mainstay of a podcast that's inspirational, hopeful, can kind of give you some um, best practices, tips, hacks, guides for trying to live a more connected, productive, fulfilled life, um, Armchair Expert, without a doubt, is your show for you. Uh, Like I said, Dax is so open and and vulnerable about his life that this is just uh and they bring on real high profile A-list celebrity guests too who kind of get deep in the weeds on just, you know, the challenges of life with Dax. So I, I would suggest from that angle, definitely if you're not familiar with the show, give it a shot. Um and then the armchair and dangerous stuff is just a little more lighthearted fun. Um what what were your thoughts overall on just the discussion they had, the format, how they went about it, and you know, anything you took away from it, Tim? So yeah, I uh, no, I appreciate this because uh, it was fun, right? They they just kind of waxed and and let the conversation go, like kind of how we did, and just kind of give silly thoughts. And it was an entertaining and an interesting discussion. So I, I appreciate it from from that standpoint. But real quick, if if you're interested in you know if you tuned into this episode specifically because you're interested in simulation theory, I, I would recommend the other podcast, right? Um, to, to continue to jo- end of the world with Josh Clark because cool. it really um, goes into more depth than um, in that. But no, this, this getting this discussion started by Dax was, was cool. Uh, so I will say overall, and just on this podcast, I'm, I'm, I was very hesitant. You know, I, I have um, armchair expert in my, like um, in my feed, but I, I haven't really dug into it. I'm very hesitant when uh, celebrities, try to like um, pontificate on, on the world. I, my, my guard goes way up because they tend to be preachy. Um, it's like an elitist that, you know, they're talking from a, a tower from an elitist standpoint. So I'm very guarded and um, skeptical when, when I'm presented with, with these shows and like a lot of celebrities have these, you know, the Melissa, Alyssa Milano's and, Every celebrity du jour has a podcast and they just wax and wax and pontificate. So I'm very hesitant, but I trust you, man. Um, I trust your judgment. If you're recommending that Dax has some interesting stuff to stay uh, and it's it's meaningful, I'm going to 
go with your word, man, and I'm going to dive deep into it. Yeah, and dude, you're okay in having that skepticism with anyone, you know, from Hollywood. Just, oh, I'm going to now share, you know, with the world the way I see it and how you should go about living your life. But I I will assure you that Dax is the most humble dude in his approach to talking about life, a lot of self-deprecation. And I think with just kind of the raw, gritty past he's endured, um, he's not preaching from any ivory tower at all. I mean, that dude is as real as it gets. Um, and this, the stuff with his recovery that he shares, I mean, he just really puts it all out there for the sake of just being honest and authentic. And it never feels to me there's any kind of virtue signaling or anything in that realm at all. I've never picked up on that at all. I just think he's a real um, genuine dude who's gone through a lot and just wants to kind of talk about it. And I'm sure there's a component to his recovery and sobriety in being honest about his story that helps him stay on track. And I'm not speaking on his behalf. I'm just kind of guessing there. But it's a real authentic approach he has on the show. And his co-host, Monica, is awesome, too. And the two of them, they're just sweet, really cool people. And I think also with the guests that they bring on, Tim, I think they almost maybe they get one or two that might fall into the bucket that you're talking about the guests they bring on. But I think they're real smart with the guests they bring on. Even someone like Justin Timberlake, who I thought was a real big get. That's a real high profile A-list dude. And Justin was super cool in there. He shared a lot about what it felt like to grow up and try to be a man and all. And it's just some interesting conversation. I think because of how Dax approaches life and content with authenticity, he he selects the right type of high-profile folks to come in and mesh with his vibe as well. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, everything you're saying, uh, you know, kind of cuts through my, my concerns. Um, yeah, but you're right you know, in bringing those up, though, just man. Seems to, yeah, I mean, there seems to be a, t- a tendency because you get, you know, inundated with, uh, you know, celebrities, you know, telling everyone else how how the cow eats the cabbage from a, uh, you know, a position of uh, privilege. You know what I mean? So <laughs> how the cow eats the cow. I like that one. Thing. Well, dude, let's put a bow <laughs> in this one. Listen. Anytime I see a conversation about the simulation theory, I'm going to open an ear and just listen to it because it fascinates me. I have um, no qualms in stating that I'm constantly pondering what is this world and this life and this universe all about. It fascinates me to no end. So the simulation theory is just one kind of drop in the whole bucket of just pondering what, uh, what life is all about, man. Any party shots before we wrap here, Tim? Yeah. So now that you said that, it, it reminded me of what I, I, I was having thought, you know, I always kind of just try to jot down thoughts and topic, just bullet points to bring to the show. And, you know, this may not be this may be a non sequitur to simulation theory and armchair expert in general. But it made me think like I think a lot of people don't understand philosophy like they don't understand the the root causes or where arguments come from. And I see people on social media and just in everyday life just spout off platitudes and this and that and and the other without really understanding the philosophical fundamentals of where the arguments come from. And I, I think if people had a better understanding of just philosophy and 
what just it's literally means the love of knowledge and where arguments come from and why thought processes are the way they are. I think people would be better off. And I think us as a society would be better off from kind of all the uh, the nonsense that goes on with, with social media. And, and people would have not only a better understanding of principles, but they would have a better understanding of where people are coming from and a more of appreciation just of each other in general. Uh, I know that kind of sounds vague, um, but I do mean it sincerely. All right. Well, dude, I'm not even going to add a comment to that, man. <laughs> we're, we're just going to wrap on that note. That was well, dude, Tim, this is uh you just bringing it left and right today, man, from all sorts yeah, of send, angles. Send your email emails to primal stream media <laughs> complaint department. <laughs> dude, nothing to complain there. You're trying to get more love in the world, man. That's uh, that's a commendable uh, stance on your part. No, but, it, but I think shows like um, armchair expert, can can extract that that kind of stuff. I think Dax, uh, you know, uh, you you're more into it, than, and and I'm going to start listening to it. But I, I think that's the path people need to go down is just to be more thoughtful and kind of take you know go back to these fundamental roots and stuff like that. And I think Dax seems to be wanting to explore those. Yeah, and dude, you should in exploring Armchair Expert, take a look at the guests and just self-select some folks you're in like Pete Carroll was on there, Seahawks coach, he was oh. awesome on there, Judd Apatow. I'm sure there's folks that are in your wheelhouse that would be like a good way for you just to kind of get indoctrinated to what the show is all about. Um so there's clearly they bring on a real wide variety of folks. They do a good job bringing people on too. And again, just to wrap up my final point, I love armchair expert for that kind of stuff. If you're like a diehard simulation theory junkie, like this was just a lighthearted, fun conversation. I think you'd be better served with other content, but for the core of what armchair expert does fully back to show one of the best podcasts out there. Cool, man. Uh, I, you know, uh, from, from the sample that I got, uh, I have no reason to doubt it, man. All right, my man. So Tim, listen, I'm already looking forward to the next one. You and I will be, uh, back in, uh, action here soon enough. And we'll talk to you then, my brother. All right, man. See you later. This episode of A Dude and a Bro podcast is brought to you by the fine folks at Podcorn. As you guys know, we love listening to and talking about podcasts. As podcasters ourselves, we understand the time and energy that goes into getting the right equipment, finding the time to record, and just the daily grind of promoting the show. There are hard costs to building a show, and monetizing your work is a critical component of growth. Enter Podcorn who is disrupting the traditional and frankly outdated paths to sponsorships. Podcorn is a user-friendly marketplace connecting podcasters to amazing sponsorship opportunities such as host read ads, interview segments, topical discussions, and more. At podcorn.com, you can get started with a user-friendly interface where you can easily browse potential sponsors. Podcorn gives you the flexibility to collaborate with these sponsors and choose the right opportunity that fits the size and scope of your show, and you never give up any rights to your podcast. Click on the link in our show notes to sign up to Podcorn and start browsing sponsorship opportunities right now. We want to give a big shout out to Podcorn. Thanks to Podcorn, 
a dude and a bro, and continue to focus our energy and efforts on creating content for you and talking about the podcast we love. Go to www.podcorn.com today to get started. That's www.podcorn.com. Later. dude and a bro podcast show we are entrenched in podcasts we want to do for the world of podcasting what siskel and eber did for movies back in the day so we love doing reviews of our favorite podcasts we love suggesting new shows to all the fine folks out there in the world and tim and i love debating topics from the latest and greatest episodes of our favorite podcast shows hey guys you would do us a huge favor if you could head over to podchaser.com Podchaser is your one-stop shop for all things related to podcasts and your favorite podcast shows. Search a dude and a bro podcast show and then leave us a review. If you could take a moment to drop a few lines about what it is you enjoy about a dude and a bro podcast show over on the Podchaser site, we'd be eternally grateful for your support. Thanks so much, guys. Oh, thank you.